Welcome to Entrench, a 21 Pilots podcast. Hello, local dreamers. Welcome to Entrench. My name is Anna, and this is episode 26, Ode to Sleep. Make sure you listen to the song beforehand and are ready for an in-depth analysis of track one off Vessel. Today, I'm once again joined by my good friend, Luke. Hey. hey. Um, so last time you were a little sketchy on your favorite song, so did you want to redeem yourself? Yeah, you just caught me off guard. I wasn't ready for that (laughs) question, and I was very nervous. It was my first time. I'm ready now. You're a pro now. I'm ready. My favorite songs, here we go. Stressed Out, Ride, Doubt, Fake You Out, Tear In My Heart, Car Radio, and Ode to Sleep we can put on there too. Nice. That's mm-hmm. almost all blurry face. Interesting. Almost, yeah. <laughs> thought you were going to just list all blurry face for a second. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you have, like, any personal affiliation with any of those songs? Doubt. It is, like, I don't know, whenever I hear that song, I just think about God. I don't know. Just, mm-hmm. like, don't forget about me, even when I doubt you. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, they played a really good acoustic version of Doubt at the Takeover Tour, and I sent a copy to Luke because I know it's one of his favorites. Uh-huh. Okay, so I'm excited to dig into Vessel, and Ode to Sleep is, like, ginormous. Me and Luke were talking about how it's, like, Bohemian Rhapsody from Triumph Pilots. <laughs> it's five minutes long. Yeah. The beat switches, like, five to ten times. So many times. (laughs) So just a couple of quick fun facts. Vessel was released on January 8th of 2013. One day before my birthday. Hey, yeah, that's right. Hey. (laughs) But I'm a little confused because, so I have my vinyl out because I have the Vessel vinyl and it says 2012 on it. So unsure. So this was their first major label debut under Fueled by Ramen. Um, Their first two albums were... (laughs) self-release but this is when they finally got signed by a label and there's 12 tracks luke did you notice anything like comparing this to their previous albums i mean Uh, obviously it's more like high tech you can tell it's more produced it's definitely the beats and the like production has gone up from the the previous two even like the the album cover is interesting Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what to think about the album cover, but yeah. Well, I know different. for a fact that those are their grandpas. Okay. So. Another fun fact. Yeah, I'll have to dig into why later for the wrap up, but that's not for a really long time. So I just wanted to quick read part of their like thank you on the vessel vinyl because I don't really look at this much, so I just like pulled it out for the lyrics and everything. At the end, they said, We would both like to thank God for sending his son and being a part of this even before we were. Finally, we are honored to thank Ohio and our initial fan base. You could not be ignored. Without your belief in this project, we would not be at all. We did it. Thank you. And then they say, Oh, and we also want to thank all the haters, discriminators, and perpetrators. (laughs) I'm just kidding. That would be funny, though, if we were totally serious about that. But in all seriousness, we want to thank push-ups for making our arms huge. (laughs) What? (laughs) That was very Tyler. 
And then Ode to Sleep has always just meant a lot to me. I have the poster in my room. It's actually right above my desk right now. So I just wanted to read a portion from one of my blogs when I wrote about the poster and the song. I think through this, so this blog was all about my relationship with nighttime and how it's like changed and evolved. Like I was never afraid of the dark or anything as a kid. But then as I got older, like it became a time when my anxiety would be worse, like at nighttime when I was the most isolated. And I feel like that's still true today, not to the same extent, but I feel like in general, I tend to struggle the most with mental health when it's late at night and I'm more isolated, which is interesting. So at the end, I said how I had this poster in my room, in my dorm, and it's right across from where I sleep. So when I would sit up in bed and be super anxious, um, I was having a lot of sleeping troubles my freshman year at Hope. I could sit up and look at the message, I'll stay awake because the dark's not taking prisoners tonight, and remember to reorient my anxiety and focus back on God. So it was a very, like, metaphorical thing, and to this day, I still put it across from where I sit up in bed in case I ever need it. And I said at the end of the blog, to me, it's a reminder that no matter what my flesh will tell me at night, I'm safe. Even if I were to die, someone's still in control, and it's not me. So I've struggled a lot with hypochondria, so it's like, even if the worst-case scenario happens, I'm still going to be fine because of God. So that's kind of a piece of what this song means to me. Preach. Did you have any thoughts before we jump in? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. Verse one. Well, actually, do you have any comments on the musicality of this song? The musicality. The beats in this song are very unique. I haven't heard like beats like this in any other top songs. Mm -hmm. It switches. It's the main beat switches at least four or five times. And then there's like small switches within those beats another two times for each beat so it's like five to ten times the beat switches in this song mm -hmm. it, it starts like spooky and electronic yeah i don't know if any of the other their other songs change tempo in the way this song does yeah this song i don't know yeah like you said it's like their bohemian rhapsody like the melodies sound like a queen song later on in the song and it just switches so many times and mm -hmm. yeah I thought it was interesting, so I actually listened to the original regional best version before I listened to this version. Mm. And the main difference is in the beginning, like with the electronic elements, before it was just that main melody of like the synth going back and forth, but mm -hmm. the new one added like that choppiness on top, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So it gave it more of like a choppy feel, and it almost made me think of like when you're driving through a tunnel or something and you're like catching glimpses of, of light mm -hmm. in the middle of the darkness. Yeah. So I feel like it kind of musically emphasized like spiritual warfare, which is cool. Dang. That's probably me going way too deep, but deep. like <laughs> when I hear that choppy sound, I think of like a tunnel or something. And I also, for some reason, was listening to this and for the first time I was like, Okay, this kind of actually sounds like if you mixed Eminem with Linkin Park. <laughs> <laughs> I get with the that. musicality. <laughs> I get that. And um, there's like rapping like, verses in there too. Yeah. And in that way, like songs like Lose Yourself um, mm -hmm. with a similar melody, it's all about like gearing up to like fight someone or like trash talk someone or something. And so I feel like 
in a way, even if those weren't their inspirations, it's that same idea of like we're gearing up to fight something, but this time it's mm-hmm. Satan. Yeah. And I also thought it was interesting. So the original in Regional at Best, the song comes right before Slow Town. And I feel like it kind of contrasts Slow Town with just being a very fast-paced song that's very much like his thoughts are just going back and forth really rapidly, followed up by a, a song that's like, okay, I really wish I could slow down and everything would just slow down. <laughs> because I feel like that's kind of how spiritual warfare feels sometimes. It's like everything's just going back and forth way too quickly. So we can jump into verse one now. I wake up fine and dandy, but then by the time I find it handy to rip my heart apart and start planning my crash landing, I go up, 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 up to the ceiling. Then I feel my soul start leaving like an old man's hair receding. I'm pleading, please, oh please, on my knees repeatedly asking why it's got to be like this. Is this living free? I don't want to be the one, be the one who has the sun's blood on my hands. I'll tell the moon, take this weapon forged in darkness. Some see a pen, I see a harpoon. This is interesting. So during this part of the song, it's that spooky, choppy, electronic beat. Mm-hmm. And then it, and then there's a huge beat drop, and it's like this hype, electric EDM almost sounding music. Yeah. It's interesting that the lyrics, the mood of the lyrics matches the beat. Like the lyrics talking about crash landing, soul leaving, pleading on his knees, talks about blood on his hands, darkness, and weapons, and it's like this creepy, spooky, like, electronic music. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we kind of talked about this in the last episode, but did you resonate with any of those feelings with what you've been through in the past? With these lyrics? Yeah. Yeah. That's part of my testimony. It's fighting through darkness, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I thought it was interesting. The first thing I noted was he talks about a crash landing. Mm. Um, And for those who don't know, 21 Pilots is based on a play where 21 Pilots get sent out and they all die because their planes were made with faulty parts. And so it just kind of reminded me of that symbolism again. Um, Dang. Just with, like, starting out with the spiritual warfare and sin pulling at him. Um, It's like as soon as we're conscious, we had this pull from sin and we're faulty so we're gonna crash eventually so we're we have to plan for that that's deep i didn't even know that about yeah. that. Huh. and then he talks about floating away which i almost feel like is like he's floating away from his grounding which is god um, uh, the further he gets into sin i had no idea what to make of that i was super confused on yeah. that word. did you have any other thoughts in between any of those verses there well, it seems like he's waking up and he's fine and dandy. He's okay when he wakes up. But later on, by the time he finds it handy to rip his heart apart and start planning his crash landing. I feel like that's like later in the day, like at the night, he's like, okay, it's time to like rip my heart apart, you know, like hash this out, whatever I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. He's already going downhill. Yeah. Rip my heart apart almost also reminds me of blurry face. Mm-hmm. Like he's starting to acknowledge there's like different parts of himself. What do you think about the simile to an old man's hair receding? <laughs> I love that. I love that bar. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> Bars. I don't. I don't know what to think of. I just enjoy it. I think it's comedic. 
Yeah, especially in the midst of like a very tough song. It's like I know no men's hair receiving. <laughs> receiving. But the album art is two old men with hair receiving, so I don't Yeah, know. that's Maybe. true. But yeah, I feel like I don't personally know, but I feel like with hair receding, it's like it just happens really quickly. Like you know it's mm-hmm. happening, but then it's just kind of like gone all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have experience with this. I can't speak to it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I gather from just uh-huh. observation. It's kind of like when you you know your nails grow, but you don't pay attention to how fast they grow. What? Like I, Do you ever think about that? No. You're like, oh, I know I need to clip them again, but I wasn't paying attention to, like, how long it took for them to get that long. I feel like that's the way sin is sometimes. It's just there. We don't pay attention to how Mm. deep we're in until it's really deep. (laughs) Yes. Furthering on the nail analogy. You know, I don't... (laughs) Sometimes I don't even clip my nails until there's, like, dirt under them, and they're, like, oh really God. noticeable. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe that's also, I just said, you don't clip it until it's, like, it becomes an issue. It's, like, a visible issue. <laughs> you got, like, gangrene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should probably clean that up. Yeah. Oh, no. It's like I'm that. sure you have great hygiene. Mm-hmm. I trust you. Thank you. <laughs> and then I feel like every Christian has felt this at some point. Like, is this living free? Like, we know it's living free, but it seems so much less of a burden when we don't have that sin consciousness. Yeah, I feel like he's talking to God because the previous line is pleading on his knees, repeatedly asking, mm-hmm. which is a lot of people pray on their knees. Did you have anything else with that? Like, did you interpret that is this living free the same way, or did you take it a different way? Is this living free, like, I don't know, like, what is he asking, like, does what have to be like this? I don't know what he's, like, asking, but... I'm assuming it's the just constant spiritual warfare. Yeah. But, yeah, I interpret, like, is this living for you? Like, he's, like, like trying to change how his situation is or, or something. He's, like, asking God to, just to help him. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then I thought it was interesting. So these are... I'm reading off the official lyrics that are in their vinyl. And it's sun as in the sun outside which is mm-hmm. so interesting because i just feel like it's a spiritual metaphor yeah when i listened to this song i was like oh that's definitely jesus like yeah. the sun's blood but i mean then I, s- I still think i was it shocked is, yeah but i'm a little unsure what he's going for with s-u-n the sun's blood he'll tell the moon take this weapon forged in darkness some see pen i see a harpoon i think the sun's blood like the sun is the daytime the daytime you know when you say something someone's blood is on your hands it's like you killed them or you are responsible for their demise in some way mm-hmm. is he responsible for the day's demise with these thoughts that he's having yeah I mean, he ruined I like the day his, his daytime is kind of like it goes decently but then the nighttime like kind of destroys it both literally and figuratively <laughs> Um, but I feel like there's a lot of nature in this song as well, which is interesting. Take this weapon forged in darkness. I feel like this could even be like his music has been brought to life through dark experiences mm-hmm. and darkness. Definitely. Um, but also like because of the relation to darkness, it can bring sin a lot as well and like doubts and things. Um, right. So he also doesn't want that responsibility. Which I think is why, like, for him, he sees his pen as a harpoon. Even also with just, like, there's always, like, success or greed or whatever tugging at Mm. what he does, too. 
what's that one saying? Like, the pen is mightier than the sword. And his is like, his pen is his sword. He's like fighting the darkness with his words, his songwriting, how he gets, how he lets things out, like a form of therapy almost. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of Percy Jackson. <laughs> this is a pen. <laughs> the pen sword. <laughs> So, yeah, that was verse one. There's already a lot there. So then the pre-chorus. I'll stay beat awake. switch. Yes. Huge beat switch. Huge. <laughs> I'll stay awake because the dark's not taking prisoners tonight. Why am I not scared in the morning? I don't hear those voices calling. I must have kicked them out. I swear I heard demons yelling those crazy words they were spelling. They told me I was gone, but I'll tell them. And then that's... Like another huge beat switch right there. Yeah. So it's the beat is now for why am I not scared in the morning? I don't hear those voices calling. It is super like upbeat and like a pleasant sounding beat. And it talks yeah. about the morning and kicking demons out. And again, it's like matching the beat. It's like matching the mood of the lyrics. I don't know why that is because I resonate with that a lot too. Like I'll be super anxious in the nighttime. And then when I wake up, I'm like, I'm fine now. It's yeah. It's just so interesting. It is. It's interesting that he's like, he would rather, I don't, it's like he wants to sleep because like he feels better in the morning. Mm-hmm. But then right before that, it says, I'll stay awake because the dark's not taking prisoners tonight. He doesn't like want to go to sleep. It's like he's having this battle with sleep. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Mm-hmm. I feel like that plays a lot into depression. Like sleep is a big numbing mm-hmm. mechanism. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But also, I feel like in other songs he writes, sleep is also a metaphor for not thinking mm-hmm. or not thinking as critically. So yeah. I feel like it could be a double meaning there. I wrote a very vague note. <laughs> it was just like darkness and faith and sin breeds isolation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it does. <laughs> Facts. And then when he said I was gone... I think it's lies about shame in relation to sin or insecurities. Mm. I was also thinking, like, yeah, that and also, like, just being told that you're nothing or, like, even suicidal thoughts. Mm -hmm. Just, like, super, like, dark. Yeah, what did you think about this section with demons and everything? Well, he said he's not scared in the morning. He doesn't hear those voices calling anymore. He must have beat them, kicked them out. He swear that he heard demons yelling. They told him these things, evil things. My testimony is like real life fighting demons, and yeah, I totally relate. Like just like that, putting thoughts in your head like these are not your thoughts, like intrusive thoughts kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Just fighting with them. Yeah, for sure. And then going into the chorus, he says, "But I'll tell them why won't you let me go? Do I threaten all your plans? I'm insignificant." Please tell them you have no plans for me. I will set my soul on fire. What have I become? This is another beat switch. Yep. <laughs> Number three, I think, for the main beat. This is like, when I heard this part of the song, I was like, oh my gosh, this is Bohemian Rhapsody. This is a queen yeah, song. Because he's sure. like, I'll tell them why. <laughs> he just like Very starts like belting. Extravagant. Yes, exactly. I love it. But he's talking to his demons again because apparently... He didn't kick them out of their back. Mm-hmm. Why won't you let me go? Am I that important? Do I threaten all your plans? I'm insignificant. Yeah, and I think that's the coolest thing about 
don't know if cool is the right word, but, like, with spiritual warfare, like, the lies in Satan's fight also proves that we are trying to pursue God's freedom. Um, Mm -hmm. So the darkness is also hopeful at the same time. Yeah. But then, like, to battle, like, to tell the demons to go away, he's, like, not valuing himself. He's saying he's insignificant, just leave me alone. Yeah. Which actually proves that he is significant because they're going after him, which is awesome. It's like they're trying to drag you down, but by doing that, they're actually proving the opposite. So I just, I feel like I meditated on that more this time than I have before, and it was really encouraging. Right. And then when I hear Soul on Fire, like, I just immediately think of the song Light the Fire. That's all about (laughs) living for the Lord. So that was my Yeah. When I heard that, I didn't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing. It was like Soul on Fire. I'm like kind of makes me think of hell but then also when someone first gets saved they're like oh i'm on fire for the lord and it's like a good thing it's like yeah they're super motivated and have like a fire under their butt to like i don't know you know what the, <laughs> i love that expression <laughs> fire under their butt, butt. <laughs> and they just gotta keep going yeah so i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing i think in this he's trying to say it's a bad thing because really? he's like I feel like it's a good thing because this okay. whole chorus is about like fighting and what he's actually gonna tell them and right. fight against them with. Then after he says I'm insignificant, he says, Please tell them you have no plans for me. So it sounds like he's talking to God, like, tell the demons, you have no plans for me. I really am like nothing mm-hmm. to you. Like tell them to leave me alone. And then he's like, I'll set my soul on fire. What have I become? I'll just tell them. Okay, yeah, I didn't think on that part as much. Yeah, because he's like, I will tell them. But then he's asking someone else, tell them you have no plans for me. Like, yeah, he's, like he's switching, he's like... so overwhelmed, he just wants them to get away. Yeah, and he's asking God to, like, just do it for him. And then he's, like, he's getting frustrated, and he's like, I'll set my soul on fire. I'll tell them. I'll just tell them. If you're not going to, I will tell them. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. if it's a good thing or bad thing that his soul is on fire. That's true. Well, I don't know. It actually sounds really dark when you put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which sounds like he's getting upset. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, though, I don't know if you've ever experienced despair. I feel like mm. we don't experience it very often, but I think there's been a couple times when I have, and I feel like as dark as that is, I feel like I can resonate with that in the midst of despair, of just being like, I'm so exhausted from all these lies, and I don't know how to shake them. Yeah. I just want them to go away. Yeah, exactly. So, verse 2 is the other huge chunk. This part gets really fast, and I still can't sing along <laughs> to this whole thing, because it's Another so beat switch. <laughs> <laughs> like, I this can do most the, of their raps, but not this one. This is the Eminem part of the Eminem Lincoln Park mix-up. Yeah. <laughs> On the eve of a day that's forgotten and fake... And the trees they await in clouds anticipate the start of a day when we put on our face a mask that portrays that we don't need grace. On the eve of a day that is bigger than us, but we open our eyes because we're told that we must. And the trees wave their arms and the clouds try to plead, desperately yelling, there's something we need. I'm not free. I asked forgiveness three times, same amount that I denied. I three-time MVP'd this crime. I'm afraid to tell you who I adore, won't tell you who I'm singing towards. Metaphorically, I'm a whore, and that's denial number four. Oh, snap. (laughs) (laughs) 
I this feel like if I was him part. when I wrote all that, I would have been like, that was fire. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the song. It's so good. I'm yeah. so proud of his metaphors, though. They're so good. Yeah. Yeah. Another big beat switch. This is like back to the original creepy techno beat. Yeah, I'm and pretty sure he switches beats between every single verse in the song. Yes, yes. And this is like only like halfway through the song. It's only been two minutes and 30 seconds to this point. Oh my gosh. When this verse starts. <laughs> so much is going on in the song. Anyways, on the eve of it's... Oh my god, yeah, I can't even do this. <laughs> on the eve of a day that's forgotten god, in, in faith. So on the one hand, we have non-Christians who are like, that's fake. And then Christians... I feel like we just constantly get so caught up in our daily life that we forget that, I mean, we don't know when it's going to happen. It could be any time. Yes, on the eve. So you're talking about Sorry, what? did I not give context? Not at all. You just started <laughs> that one. Oh my gosh. Um, I think it means the eve of, like, the rapture, the end of the world. Christ's return. Yeah. On the eve of a day that's forgotten and fake. Oh, interesting. I did you take that? No, that makes way more sense. I was just thinking of like it's just a regular day. Like I already forgot what happened today. It was so boring. I was all I was just like a fake person today. You know, putting on a mask. Wow. That's and it's so like the nighttime like, that of sense. that day. And it could easily just be that. But ever but since I, I heard agree. this song, I was thinking of the rapture. No, I agree with you because the verses following explain that. And again, I think it's interesting that he brings nature in as like a witness. Um, yes. Because at the end of this album, he talks about trees. And so I'm just really curious what trees mean to him. Well, I have something. Okay. In Romans 8, verses 19 through 21, it talks about how creation eagerly waits with anticipation for the day of restoration. Like, they're all groaning with labor pains, like, oh, this sucks right now, but they're eagerly waiting for Jesus to return, which later on it says, but on the eve of a day that's bigger than us. And then it says, the trees wave their arms, and clouds try to plead there's something that we need that's mm -hmm. Jesus coming back. Like, they're all, like, the trees, the clouds are all, all of creation. It's just, like, waiting for Jesus to come back because he's the thing that we need. Mm, that's so good. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I feel like trees could also symbolize, like, stillness and having the capacity to think more critically. Hmm. Because, like, when he talks about trees and trees, it's all about, like, where God is. And, like, God is where we, like, stop and think more, like, more introspective and allow time for listening. So I thought yeah. of that as well. Then there's, like, in the midst of all of those things going on, there's, like, a verse that says mask that portrays that we don't need race. Like, putting on that mask, like, I'm perfect, I'm good, I don't need saving i don't need god i don't need his law i don't need anything i don't yeah. need forgiveness because there is no whatever it might be just putting on a f face that says we don't need god yeah which also proves that we need grace and we also need to extend grace yes more often and then i didn't have anything until the forgiveness three times did you have okay. anything before that just like we open our eyes because we're told that we must like people just like you know the rat race just do what you're told you know this is what we do so we do it another thing that he's pointing out like think critically mm -hmm. yeah go ahead so i pulled up luke 22 31 through 34 for 
asking for forgiveness three times and the denials because this emphasizes Peter's denial. Mm-hmm. It says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Peter said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Jesus said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster will not crow this day until you deny three times that you know me. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought of when I heard this song. I'm not free. I asked forgiveness three times, the same amount that I denied. I three times MVP'd this crime. I'm afraid to tell you who I adore, won't tell you who I'm singing towards. Metaphorically, I'm a whore, and that's denial number four. Mm-hmm. I think this is just all about Jesus. Every yeah. part of this. Because I don't think that there's any songs where they specifically mention Jesus. But they're like, I'm afraid to tell you who I adore, won't tell you who I'm singing towards. And so and far, this, <laughs> this entire part of this song has been about Jesus. So I think it's still continuing. This is about Jesus, mm-hmm. who he adores, who they're singing towards. Yeah. And they still haven't mentioned it. So they're denying in denial number four. Mm-hmm. With the three-time MVP, I just thought of, like, when you get, like, your awards after, like, a season with a sport, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you're the best at denying. Here's your award. <laughs> <laughs> like, Three-time <whoa>. MVP. <laughs> yeah. Not just once. Three years in a row. Yeah. And that's not a good thing. Yeah. I think first <laughs> Thanks, John... <Luke>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. <Learn that. laughs> First John 2.23 says, if you deny the Son, then you don't have the Father. But if you confess that you have the Son, then you have both of them. And it also says, like, if you deny the fa- if you deny me in front of others, I will deny you in front of my Father that I don't know you. If you say you don't know me on earth. Wait, so what, what, when was the last we heard from Peter? What do you mean? In scripture. Uh, first and second Peter. Oh. <laughs> so, like, he denied... But oh, was he in still the saved? gospel, yes, because later on in the gospels, when Jesus comes back from the dead, he visits the apostles, and part of that is him telling Peter that he is going to be like the foundation of his church. He's like, and this is the rock upon which I will build my church, and he's talking to Peter about Peter. Like he's like, even though you denied me, I'm still going to build all of Christendom upon mm-hmm. you and what you're going to do on earth when I leave. And so That's like, he, even though he denied him three times in front of all these people and told Jesus to his face, I would not deny you, mm-hmm. even if it caused me death. And then he does deny him. And then like, not only did he lie to Jesus' face, but he also denied him three times. Mm-hmm. Jesus is still like, I love you. I'm going to use you and you are going to build, you're going to be the foundation for the, all of Christendom forever. So I guess I'm confused, like, how does that tie into the First John verse? Oh, First John is just, like, if you deny the Son, then you don't have the Father. Like, just, like, at the time of your death, like, Peter oh, okay. didn't die after he denied Jesus. Mm-hmm. He just, he, like, he cried after he denied the third time bitterly, mm-hmm. it says. And yeah. that's just, like, full of sorrow and repentance and, like, not what, I don't know. He's, like, not actually denying him. He's... He's yeah, giving into his flesh and like giving into fear. It's all about intentions. Right. And then, did you have anything else for that verse? No, just bars, straight bars. Love this yeah. verse. Didn't so you much have bars. a Matthew passage? Oh, that was the same as your Luke, just like Peter's denial. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. 
And then it goes back to the pre-chorus and the chorus and repeats everything, changing tempos through the mm-hmm. end of the song. Mm-hmm. And then I'm curious what you think, Luke. He ends it with saying, I'm sorry. I know, I wrote that down. The last two words, I'm sorry. This is another reason why I think I will set my soul on fire is a bad thing. Like, please tell him, God, that you have no plans for me. Please tell the demons you have no plans for me. I will set my soul on fire. What have I become? I'm sorry. I don't know exactly what that means, but it seems like he's, like, repenting for something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like he's also apologizing because he's been so, like, back and forth. Mm, yeah. And, and probably for the denials. Yes. But the the verse right before that is the same thing. It says, I'll tell him you have no plans for me. I'll set my soul on fire. What have I become? I'll tell him, I'll tell him, I'll tell him, I'll tell him. <laughs> and, then, and then it says, you tell them. You have no plans for me. He doesn't say, I'll tell them at the end. It's like, God, you have this. I, I, I don't. You, you got to do it at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's also like an admittance of he's weak and God is strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like, I like when he ends songs ambiguously. He can <laughs> interpret it so many ways. I feel like right. when he performs it, he could even like interpret it different ways. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I feel like it's hard to explain, but this song has always meant a lot to me. Yeah, me too. It's very deep and uh, intimate, and you get to see a lot into Tyler's life and thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's one of those songs I'm glad was verbalized. Yeah, and <laughs> it's just easy to relate to because of all the struggles that he's very open about. Mm-hmm. Any last thoughts? No, great song, straight bars. Love this song. Straight bars. Go <laughs> listen to it. He picks the songs that are straight bars. <laughs> Fire. Wait, Luke, have you listened to Levitate? I think so. I don't remember it off the top of my head. That's the only song that's rap the entire time. I'll go listen to it right now. There's a Thanks lot for having it. me on. Gotta go. <laughs> Bye. What? <laughs> okay, well, thank you, Luke, for joining. Did you mm-hmm. have anything you wanted to promote that you do? or like your... I won't like say anything in case you don't want to promote anything. Um... I don't know. What, what is there for me to promote? I don't really do anything anymore. Do you not do your art insta anymore? Not really. I haven't painted in a year since I started nursing. Okay. I, make ter- I make terrariums now. That's and I'm so gonna, cool. What? I make terrariums and I make vivariums, which is a terrarium that you can put like frogs or geckos in and so... Whoa, that's so yeah. cool. I've I'm never thinking, heard of that. Yeah. I mean, I've I'm heard thinking, of terrariums. Right. Terrarium, vivarium. I already made terrarium, so I was like, you know what? I'll just take it up one step and make it, you know, animal friendly, animal safe. You gotta like temperature regulate it and like humidity regulate it, so the animals are okay in there. So do you sell those, or how does that work? Um, I usually just give away terrariums. I might start selling them because I'm getting kind of good at it, and it's kind of expensive mm-hmm. hobby. So maybe. That's so cool. I would love to see a picture of one or something. I have a bunch. I will show you. What was the last one that you made? The last one I made, I made like four two nights ago. I made four different ones. And then I just finished my first vivarium, but it has to like grow in and like the roots have to establish before I introduce any frogs or anything. Mm -hmm. Poison dart frogs from the Amazon rainforest. (laughs) (laughs) Do you... Wait, do you like order something, an animal to put in it? Yeah, you can you can order them online, but I'd probably go to like a pet store. Yeah. Like Prusa's Pets. 
Yeah, I was just gonna say. It's like a zoo. If you don't know Bruce's pets, it's like a mini zoo and you can buy animals. A mini zoo? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like that's a pretty generous statement. It's not. They have so much stuff. <laughs> Mostly they have, fish. There's a lot of They have a lot of fish. They got birds. They got like reptiles and frogs and it's a little... Okay, there's no like mammals. There's no mammals. <laughs> yeah. I was like, there's no puppies or kittens. <laughs> no, or lions or tigers or anything like that. Well, thank you for joining as always. No problem. And you redeemed yourself. I sucks. think so. <laughs> but then people are going to hate my song selection, so then I'm just digging myself a deeper hole. No. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're blessed with a story from our local junior, Silas. And Silas made me cry with his emails, so hopefully his story will not make me cry too. <laughs> He says, Hello, my name is Silas, and I am in my last semester as a senior in high school. I like playing guitar, sketching when I have the time, going on bike rides through my neighborhood, hanging with friends, and of course, listening to 21 Pilots. Of course. Stressed Out was definitely the first time I heard the band because it was such a popular song when it came out, but I distinctly remember liking the song more during my 8th grade year. It was actually the first song I've ever intentionally memorized. That's a good song to memorize. Good choice. But with that fascination, and because I was in an art class at the time, I decided to paint the Trench album cover. Without a doubt, I love it now more than when I first made it because of how heavy and meaning that album is. What is weird, though, is that I never really dove into 21 Pilots until mid-2021 after Skilled and Icy came out. But I'm here now. That's all that matters. We're glad you're here. Your podcast has been invaluable to me in that it has done a great job to explain Tyler's faith and his various struggles as a Christian. When I first heard songs like Be Concerned, I initially thought his work was conflicting with what I believed, but your analysis helped show his perspective and intentions incredibly clearly, and now my entire perspective of the band is different. Thank you so much. That is so kind. So thank you so much for this podcast. I'm enjoying it a lot. As far as my favorite songs go, I'm currently liking Levitate, Ode to Sleep, A, Hometown, <laughs> Luke, did you want to? Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> Bars! <laughs> and all of the live stream songs with more than one song in it. My favorite Bible verse is Romans 12, 2. Luke, do you know what that verse is? I, I think can... it's about like loving each other. Yeah, I got it right here. <laughs> Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. Awesome. That's a great Boom. verse. That's a good life verse. That is a good life verse. Good song choice. You're changing lives out here with this podcast, Anna. <laughs> Thank you. That's <laughs> very kind. <laughs> Thank you so much, Silas, for sending your story in. I always love hearing from anyone, everyone, even if you want to email me multiple times me and my friend Calvin have a lot of back and forth he sent me some really funny memes <laughs> the song my blood um there's a meme where it's the vine why are you running and it's Tyler talking to his blood <laughs> so, which plays on the lyrics of the song so that was really funny so I want to hear from you you can email entrenchpodcast at gmail.com with a written account of your 21 pilots story or your favorite memories you have related to the band you can also reach out with an episode request if you want to analyze a song video or album with me I'm super excited we're starting music video analysis now 
and I think it's gonna be really fun. Dang, that's even way harder than the lyrics. <laughs> but it brings a whole other element. It does. I think it'll be really fun. If you would like to contribute to the analysis we've already covered, you can join the podcast Facebook group by searching Entrench Podcast Group. You can find Entrench on Podbean, Verbal, Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. On Instagram, you can find me at Entrench underscore pod. I look forward to hearing from all of you. Tune in next time for the Ode to Sleep music video. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Stay alive and remember, in Trench, you're not alone. <laughs>